Um, I want to read to you Romans 15 verse 13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy, joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is the second week of Advent and we've been doing these Advent cards as a church and this week is You Are Our Hope. You Are Our Hope. And I've been reflecting on hope and thinking about all the times that hope has shown up in my life. Um, about a month ago, uh, me and my son Micah, who has had asthma his whole life and not just mild asthma, but really chronic asthma, um, just in the hospital all the time, just always been a bit of a battle and it's got to the point where um, they actually referred us to uh, the top specialist in New Zealand, respiratory paediatrician to try and help us because he's really um, has been suffering and it hasn't been manageable for us. And so last month we were invited in and we walked into this um, team this whole team of doctors and specialists and nurses, and we had done all of these um, these testings on his lungs, uh, these tests that we have never done before, tests on his lungs and on his breathing. And we're sitting there in this room, me and Micah, and they're sharing the results of the test. And at first they're just sharing these numbers, and I didn't quite know what the numbers meant, but I can tell from the way that they were sharing them that it wasn't great. They started sharing, these are his numbers, this is good, this is bad, and this is kind of where he's at. And, you know, they would start saying things like, look, it's not great, and he needs help. And they started saying things like, you have to be very careful with him because um, he has a very slim chance of making it through COVID if he was to catch it. And as they started speaking these kind of words, you could feel, and I mean, definitely over my heart, but I felt it like the whole room, there was like this kind of weighty, like blanket that kind of settled. There was a heaviness that settled over the room. And almost when you kind of like stop breathing for a moment, and as they were sharing, look, it's not great and all of these things, um, then his uh, respiratory specialist said to us, look, it's, it's not great. And he said, but I have confidence that I can get his lung capacity from 60% to 90 or to 100%. He said, over time, I really think I can do it. And it was amazing how in an instant, um, that confident hope from somebody who could actually help us. It was like the heaviness that had settled was broken and a lightness and a breath filled the room automatically with his words of hope. I mean, so much so that I actually wanted to push people out of the way and kiss the, the screen, you know, that he zoomed in from because it was amazing just how these words of hope, it carried so much power and you could feel everybody even just take like oh, a breath as hope entered the room. The power of hope. I read this quote by C.S. Lewis and he said, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as is, but if you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just the ones who thought the most of the next. 
And you know, in this time, never before have I so longed for on earth as it is in heaven. I've been praying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's been so many moments where I've gone, God, thank you for my life. It's so great. I'm so blessed. But oh my gosh, heaven sounds so good right now. I think I've longed as I look to heaven, I've longed for the unity of heaven on earth. I've longed for peace between brothers and sisters. I've longed for the pain and the offenses that cause division to be healed. I've longed that we as the people of God would stand together and know that the battle we fight today is not a battle of flesh and blood. It's not against each other, but as it says in Ephesians 6:12, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. No, we're not but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And I tell you, over the last months, the last few months and over the last week in particular, we have seen people turn on each other. We have seen people turn on each other in families, in workplaces, and so sadly in the church. And I tell you, as the church, we should not be turning on each other, but we should be turning on the enemy. I can see that he's been given a foothold in many people's hearts, and I believe it's time to kick him out. I've watched so many be deceived into thinking that division is somehow where and how we gather. Division isn't, hey, you guys meet here at this time, and you guys meet here at this time. And when we meet at those times, what we're gonna do is we're gonna worship the same God in the same place, under the same name. That is not division. Division is not where we are. Division is in our hearts. That's the only place where it starts. And I just wanted to say, let us not choose division in this time. I'm getting all fired up because I just accidentally, I opened my emails to send my verses um, so that you could read the verses today. And I started reading one by one after another after another, the negative emails coming in. And they weren't just emails of disagreement. They were emails of hate. We've had emails and um, messages of people that didn't even try to be kind. They didn't even try to understand or to be godly. It's been crazy to me the kind of division that I've seen. And this is not the way we should not be turned against each other, but we should turn on the enemy. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. So don't choose it. Don't choose it. If you haven't chosen it, be encouraged. Don't give the devil a foothold in your heart. Kick him out the door. Ephesians 4 verse 3 says, make every effort, every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, just to the one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell in unity together. 
how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. So come, let's not let go of each other in this time. Let's not turn on each other in this time. May we stand together in unity as followers of Christ. And may we pray together for God to heal our families, to heal our churches, to heal our nation. And may He strengthen us and give us a glimpse of His miraculous intervention that just as Jesus, our hope, broke through all those many years ago and was born right into the mess and the darkness of this world, may He break through into the mess of this time that we find ourselves in and may he be our hope because that hope will never disappoint. I tell you, there is great power in coming together. Let's not look like the rest of the world turning on each other, but as a church, let us stand side by side, even in our differences, even in our disagreement. Let us agree on one thing, that God is good, that Jesus still reigns, that he is still on the throne, that the church is still His plan, that He is still the hope of the world, that there is still power in our declaration, that there is still power in our prayer, that there is power when we are unified as a church. Let us not give the devil a foothold, but let us stay, set, stand side by side as we love each other and choose to walk together in unity. May we fight for it. May we fight for it, church. There's so much power in coming together. Oh, I'm fired up. <laughs> but I just believe that Jesus would want to remind us that He is with us, that He will help us, that He hasn't lost control, that He has a plan, that His purposes will, as they always have, will prevail. And so I just wanted to finish by reading a prayer and it's an extended version of the Lord's Prayer and then let's have some time as if you're watching this on your own just on your own before God or if you're watching this with friends or with a curate at home would you join together and let's lift our voices and, um, and, and cry out to God He is our hope let's pray our Father Holy Father, Abba Father in heaven, hallowed, holy, sacred be your name. From the rising sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Thy government come, thy politics be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Thy reign and thy rule come, thy plans and purposes be done, on earth as it is in heaven. May we be in anticipation of the age to come. May we embody the reign of Christ here and now. Give us day by day our daily bread. Provide for the poor among us. As we seek first your kingdom and your justice, may all we need be provided for us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Transform us by the Holy Spirit into a forgiving community of forgiven sinners. Lead us not into trouble, trial, tribulation or temptation. Be mindful of our frame, we are but dust. We can only take so much. Lead us out of the wilderness and into the promised land that flows with milk and honey. Lead us out of the bad lands into the resurrection country. Deliver us from evil and from the evil one. Save us from Satan, the accuser and adversary, so that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, so that every tongue that rises against us in accusation you will condemn, so that every fiery dart of the wicked one is extinguished by the shield of faith, so that as we submit to you and resist the devil, the devil flees, so that as we draw near to Christ Jesus lifted up, his cross becomes for us the axis of love expressed in forgiveness that refounds the world, and the devil, who became the false ruler of the fallen world, is driven out from among us. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Father, I thank you. Lord, we, we mean every single one of those words. And God, as your sons, as your daughters, as the people of God, we stand in unity. Lord, we won't back down. Lord, we won't sit down. Lord, we will not step aside and allow the attack of the enemy to come into the church, but we stand side by side, knowing what unites us. That the name of Jesus is above any attack. That the name of Jesus is above anything that we face. And so, Lord, even though we don't understand, Lord, even though we don't like the circumstances that we have been given, we don't like it. Lord, we thank you that you are still on the throne, that you are still in control. And so we trust you. Thank you, Lord, that you came and you were born into this world. You entered this mess and you brought hope. Would you do that again afresh? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>